Welcome back or welcome to the Single Track Podcast. I'm your host, Finn Melanson, and in this episode, we're talking with Keely Henninger, a professional trail runner for Ultra based in Portland, Oregon, preparing for the 2023 Black Canyon 100K. Before we get started, a big thank you to Rabbit for sponsoring this episode. Rabbit makes the best trail running apparel, so if you're looking for new kit and want to support the show in the process, use code SINGLETRACK20 at checkout on their website for 20% off your next order. With that, let's get started. Keely Henninger, great to have you back on the Single Track Podcast. Hey Finn, thanks for having me. I'm really stoked with what you're doing for the sport. You as well. We were just talking offline. I think that the new coaching program, Free Trail Experts, is a great thing for the sport. I'm excited you're spearheading it and just another thing and a great line of products that Free Trail's putting out. Um, first question I wanted to ask you, a bit less about Black Canyon, more about the sport in general. One of the things that you've talked about at length in your own personal career is the transformation you've made moving away from unhealthier training, racing, lifestyle practices towards something more sustainable for your career. And given that you have such a great pulse on the sport, where would you say we are right now in the culture of not just women's pro trail running, but trail running in general, moving away from these more unsustainable practices towards stuff that can keep people going at a high level for, you know, not just years, but decades? Yeah, I think you're really in tune with the sport for asking this question, because I think that just from when I started in the sport back in 2014 till now, I think there's been a lot of change in how people perceive training and what they need to do to be successful. And I think that the the sport is changing for the better. And I think a lot of people who go through these difficulties, whether it be disordered eating or Mm. constant stress fracture associated with low energy availability, I think these people are talking about it a lot more, which in itself brings it to the light of everyone and it makes it you know not only something that's tangible but also something that can be that can be you know eliminated from someone's life it doesn't have to be the norm anymore Mm. and so highlighting these stories and having people talk about it instead of kind of shun shun it behind them and not want to talk about it has been really helpful i think for the sport and i've been reached out to by so many people who are looking to you know, work with a coach or work with someone to navigate coming back into sport after something like this or stay in sport through something like this and navigate those challenges to become healthier um, and to increase their performance. So I think it's a really pivotal time in female sports in general and male sports because all of this stuff's being talked about. We're slowly gaining the knowledge to be able to help um, and people are seeing the, the outcomes of changing in the positive way. This is more like a speculation question, but just given what you're seeing, do you think that at some point in the near future, issues like overtraining are going to be, I don't want to say afterthought, but much less of an issue than they were in say like the mid 2010s or even now? I because wish of I these could improved say practices? yes. Yeah. I, I wish I could say yes, but I think that, you know, as you maybe eliminate the stress of one thing, then people will start to push themselves in other ways. Um, and so mm. I don't think we'll ever get away from overtraining, but I do think that we will get a lot better at mitigating overtraining and, and finding that line. And that's partially due to the conversations we're having where people are just more aware of how they should feel and how they, they don't have to feel. But also like technology is coming a long way. And so now we can track a lot of different things around our performance and around our recovery that you know will really help kind of 
mitigate that overtraining, um, overdoing it thing as well, because you'll be able to see real time, like, okay, I have these metrics that also align with how I'm feeling. And therefore maybe I need to back off or maybe I can push a little bit more. Mm. One more question I wanted to ask you before we get more into black Canyon stuff. You suffered an ankle injury last year that cut your day short at Western States. I thought you did an excellent job sort of sharing the wisdom, sharing the lessons from that injury in public. But, uh, I guess, you know, we're nine or 10 months removed from it. Fast forwarding to now, what have been some of the the biggest lessons you've experienced from the injury and working your way back towards this moment where you get to race for a golden ticket next weekend? Yeah, I'm really excited to be in a spot where I can race again to try to get a golden ticket. Um, and I think when I first got injured, I was of the mindset that, you know, I didn't need to learn anything this time around. I'd already been injured enough and learned enough that, you know, there's nothing else I need to learn. There's nothing else I can learn and slowly realized that that was not the case. Um, and, you know, I think I learned two really big things from this injury. One being that I do really need to continue to stay in tune with my body and myself. And when there's something that happens in a race, like maybe it's the first time I sprained my ankle Maybe that means I need to slow down a little bit, reevaluate the situation, listen to my body, tighten up my shoes, do whatever it is, take care of it at the time. Instead of shrugging it off, running through it, not stopping, not slowing down to take care of it and letting it become a bigger issue. And so that was probably number one was just trying to stay more true to my body, true to myself and actually listen to things instead of trying to kind of muscle through them and think that you're tougher than your body. And then I think the second one is something I talk about a lot. And I almost felt ashamed in admitting that this was something I had to learn again. But I would say disassociating my identity from running was mm. something that I had to redo again, even though I feel like I've put a lot of effort into doing this over the long term. But this time it was specifically important because I had quit my job back in February to go running full time. And you know, running full time means that it's consuming a lot more of your thoughts, a lot more of your time. And going into Western States, I had stopped taking class because the, the semester was over. And so I really just had running. And I think because it becomes so consuming how much time you're out there running, it becomes part of you because you feel your best when you're out there because it's all you're doing. And so when the race was going perfectly, but then ended so abruptly, I think it left me questioning, you know, what I was doing because I put so much of myself into it and mm. it didn't result in anything. And so it was really hard for me to grapple with that at first. And at first I definitely pushed it aside and didn't think about it. But slowly over those couple of months where I was unable to do anything, I had to really start questioning what is my self-worth? Why am I tying myself up into this running? I have more to do outside of running that I need to focus on. I am a, I'm a person without running. Um, and I had to really have these deep talks with myself, with my partner, with my therapist to kind of get through all of that again, even though it felt really silly to have to go through again. But again, I think all of these injuries play a role in developing us as a person and as an athlete. And this one just needed to show me that I was something more without running again, even though I'd already thought I'd learned that again or before. You are a veteran of many of these golden ticket races. I'm curious, you know, we're about a week removed from the event. Can you talk about where your mental game is, your physical fitness, your trust in your ankles um, compared mm -hmm. to, you know, in previous years where you'd be in a similar situation uh, doing these races? 
I wouldn't say I'm a veteran to these golden ticket races. I'm a veteran to the Lake Sonoma golden ticket race. That's that true. Is no more, but That's I've true. never actually ran. <laughs> they changed so much. Golden ticket races. Um, but yes, to your point, I've been in this scenario before um, and I've def- and I've ran Black Canyon 60K. So I've been on these trails luckily too. Um, and I would say that going into this race, I've definitely been juggling a lot this fall, um, doing school and taking studying for the MCAT. So I think I've had a lot of more up and downs in my training than I would have liked. But one thing I keep coming back to is that you have to trust yourself and that your fitness is there regardless of certain things that are not inside of your control. Um, and the biggest way I learned that this fall was I did the Joshua Tree Traverse while I was down in LA because it was so warm and I'd forgotten that was even a Traverse FKT, but my friend Rachel told me to do it. And I was like, you know what? That sounds great. But I go out there and the day before, you know, I don't have any sort of preparation that I would plan to. I don't have the dinner I would have and all the sleep I would have and all the day I would Mm -hmm. have. The morning of, I don't even have the normal breakfast that I would have that that my slightly neurotic self thinks I need, right? Um, but I get out there and I feel fine and, you know, I'm going out there planning to be supported. I carry enough food and water for about 20 or so miles. And at mile 20, I don't see my crew mile 30. I don't see my crew. And I think I just was able to keep a really positive mind because all I was thinking about was just the experience and how to just trust my body and run true to myself instead of pushing into this realm of unknown and this realm of maybe like a little bit too far of what my body can do. And so for some reason, it was a really good test of my patience and of my confidence in myself to just keep going and to reassess the situation every time something came up that was unexpected and just stay calm through it and not, you know, push unnecessarily, but also be adaptable enough to acknowledge that if I had to stop, I would, because if you have no water for 40 miles, that's not great. Um, but also being like open-minded and positive enough to continue to problem solve and not get stressed over those scenarios. Um, I think that run really like rooted me back in reasons of why I run and also gave me a really good real life scenario of how to feel adaptable during uh, a strenuous event um, that I will definitely bring into Black Canyons. And I'm actually pretty excited to, you know, take that learning and that feeling into a race. Um, so yeah, I'm really excited for Black Canyon. My fitness feels great. Um, I've had some really solid training since September when I started running again. And Portland is really good training ground for especially for Black Canyon because Black Canyon doesn't have a crazy amount of climbing. A lot of the climbing is runnable. All of the climbs in my backyard are runnable. And yeah, I think it'll be a nice, fun, fast course. And there's a ton of ladies running who I've either never raced before or I've raced before. So I'm really excited to see old and new friends and be able to just push ourselves out on the trail with all of them. And is the goal to get that golden ticket and return to Western States in June? My goal is definitely to seek out a golden ticket. And obviously we'll be the most stoked if that happens. But I'd say my second goal is to just run the race true to myself and finish the goal, the race, knowing that I'm truly back from the injury and that I don't have to think about it anymore. And that I remember how to race and I remember how to push myself. Um, that's probably goal number two. Is this a type of course that you feel both excites you and suits your particular skill set as a trail and ultra runner? Um, I think this course suits my strengths as a trail runner for sure. I love to run, speedier courses. Um, 
and Black Canyon is mostly downhill for the first 50k, which you know yeah. could could really hurt you if you go a little too fast. But then even in the back half, there's not anything that's crazy in terms of climbing. Um, so I'd say I'm pretty excited for this faster course. I love doing like the seven to eight hour kind of running, like Lake Sonoma is like a seven hour. So to me, it feels like a little bit longer than that, which I think seems fun. Um, because I, yeah, I, I don't want to do a ton of really, really long distances over the same season. To me, Western States is my ideal long race. And aside from that one, I don't really want to do other races that are longer than eight hours or so. So hopefully Black Canyons goes well and it's not that far over eight hours. Um, and we can get away with a golden ticket. That'd be sweet. Awesome. Well, Keely, so stoked for your race. Thank you so much for your time helping us build the hype here. Um, we'll make sure to link to all of your social media and the new free trail experts coaching program in the show notes of this episode. Any final thoughts that you want to leave listeners and viewers with before we go? Um, I think that I just want to remind people that injuries are not fun, but they are always time that you can learn something from. One last thing before we go, if you are enjoying this Black Canyon pre-race coverage and interested in supporting the podcast, please consider one of the following three options. First, leaving a rating and hitting the subscribe button on Apple and Spotify. Two, becoming a supporter on Patreon, which is linked in the show notes of this episode. Or three, using the single track discount codes with our sponsors, also linked in the show notes. We can't do this without you, so thank you for all the support you are able to provide.